welcome to another edition of the Bassin Interaction Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bassin, sports reporter and news reporter for CentralJersey.com. I hope everyone had a nice Labor Day weekend. To all my Jewish people out there, L'Shana Tova, um, sweet and healthy New Year to you all. Hope you guys had a nice you know, New Year, got to spend the holidays with the family, um, being safe and healthy. So hope everyone had a nice time there. And, you know, Fall is here, you know. Summer is over. Unfortunately, can't believe summer went by. It went by really quick for me, but um, summer's gone and fall is here. I mean, not technically, but it's here. You know, school is starting. Football has begun the last couple of weeks. Technically, you know, this week you had soccer, you had field hockey, you had volleyball and tennis startups. So, fall sports is in full bloom here in Central Jersey with high school sports, and it's great to see. And I can't wait to cover it this year. Um, so we're going to start things off with my first podcast of the fall sports season with my top 10 Central Jersey high school football rankings. I mentioned on my last podcast when I had Jordan Ronan on, Ronan on, excuse me, from um, um, ESPN New York, who covers the Giants, that I wanted to do a top 10 football rankings. I did it for a couple of weeks back in 2019 when I started at centraljersey.com. Last year was kind of tough to do with the pandemic and things going kind of crazy all over the place, unpredictable. But um, this year I wanted to do it, and I got my list from what we saw the first, you know, quote, two weeks of the season where a lot of teams played a game. Some did not have it, but this is what I got so far. So that's what I will start off my podcast with. Also on this podcast, I will be joined by senior quarterback from the Colts Neck Cougars, uh, Tommy Fallon, who's coming off a great game. He had three total touchdowns, led Colts on, Colts Neck on a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter, 14-play, 77-yard drive to win the game through the game-winning touchdown pass to help the Cougars get a 28-21 victory over Times River North on the road. Colts Neck came back from down two touchdowns to get this season-opening victory. So great game from him, Mr. Fallon. Big win for Colts Neck. At, to start off the season. So I'm, I'll be joined by him. Um, and also, I will finish my podcast with my thoughts and my predictions on what's going to happen here in the NFL 2021 season. You'll hear what I think about my G-men, what I hope they can accomplish, what I hope Daniel Jones can accomplish this year, as well as who else I think is going to win each division in the AFC and the NFC, and also my three wildcard teams for each league in this 17-game season. So um, football is back, you know, tomorrow night. I'm, I'm filming this September 8th, like I mentioned. Um, you know, we got opening night in the NFL with the Bucks and the Cowboys. That should be a good game. Um, tough loss for the Cowboys not having Zach Martin. But it should be fun to watch, see how Dak does, because he's a big player in uh, how the Giants will do this year and how they fare in the, in the division. But um, that's my podcast. So um, before I actually get started with my top 10, I want to send out my, you know, best wishes and condolences to those affected by the hurricane last week. You know, I know areas like Manville and Hillsborough got hit hard by the hurricane and got flooded. My own cousin up in Tenafly in Bergen County got hit hard. Um, his basement got flooded. So, um, for those people, I want to send out my thoughts and prayers. I'm thinking about you guys. If you need any help, um, and us here at Central Jersey can help, please go to our website and submit a little release to us, and we can write a story up on ways to help you guys or help any you know organizations there. We've gotten some word out from places in Hillsborough on it. So anybody, 
in the Central Georgia area. If you want to do that, please let us know. And we'll try to help you out as best I can. So my best wishes to all those people. So this hurricane stuff is it's crazy. I mean, we just saw it. You know, I can't believe it's almost been nine years now from Sandy. But you see Katrina, you know, now that's 15 years ago down in New Orleans. And what happened last week with them, the week prior, then what, before it hit us, and now what's going on with us. And it's, it's crazy what weather can do. But, again, my thoughts and prayers out to those people affected by it. But um, let's get started with my top 10 Central Jersey High School football rankings. And we'll start down in the shore with the Rumson Fairhaven Bulldogs, who blew the doors off of Wall to start off their season. The Rumble at the Raritan held at Rutgers this past Sunday night. They won 35 to nothing over Wall. Great game from quarterback Colin Kennedy. Four total touchdowns. On the rushing side, he rushed for 134 yards. The offensive line, that veteran offensive line of um, – Rumson Fairhaven did an excellent job opening up holes for him and uh, Jeffrey Schroeder um, in that game. So big win for Rumson. Their defense played really well. Old school football at its finest goes the way of the Bulldogs. Big win for them, 35 to nothing. And, you know, Wall has been a prestigious program, you can say, the last couple of years. And, you know, last decade Rumson has been, but they fell to Wall, you know, the last couple of times. This is a big win, I think, for Rumson. It could be a big one for them leading – Later on in the year, maybe towards the state championship. So big win for the Bulldogs, who are number one on my big board, on my top ten. At number two, we switch gears. We go to the Big Central with North Brunswick, who got a nice win over their rival to start off the season um, in South Brunswick, 56-21. to And South Brunswick's no slouch. They got some talent. They got a good quarterback. Um, but Frankie Garbolino had a great game for the Raiders. Four total touchdowns. Jerry and Times had a nice game, 130 yards rushing with a touchdown. You know, North Brunswick, the last handful of years, I guess you can say really the last four years, they have a lot of talent, and they've been close and close and close. And this might be their year. Maybe next year will be. But they're one of the top teams in the Big Central Conference. That has a lot of great teams. It is loaded up with teams that some of them, you know, I don't cover. But it's just – it's a loaded up division, a lot of great teams there. So, um, you know, I really think North Brunswick – and Group 5 can do some damage this year, especially with Garbolino, second-year quarterback. You know, he started as a sophomore, so I think he can do some major things. And they got a lot of talent on offense and defense, that North Brunswick. So they're number two on my list. Number three, I mentioned we're going to have them on the podcast, Tommy Fallon, the Colts and Cougars. They're number three on my list. And like I mentioned before, they came back from two touchdowns down on the road to beat Tom's River North to start the season off 1-0. He had three total touchdowns, a nice 14-play, 77-yard drive to win the game. You know, you listen on the podcast, that offensive line of Colts Neck, just like Rumson's big game, big game all around for them, really wore down the Tom's River North front seven there in the fourth quarter to help and the second half to help Colts Neck get the big victory. Um, nice touchdown pass by um, Fallon at the end to win the game. So big win for Colts Neck. You know, they're in a tough division. They got a bye week this week, but – Right after that, you got Madelon, Dom, and Catholic. And we mentioned, you know, they'll probably they're gonna end up facing Rumson Fairhaven down the road. So um a lot of tests for Colts Neck, but they started off the season and aced their first test with a nice victory over um Tom's River North to start the season. And that gets them number three on my top ten. Number four, we stay in the shore, Red Bank Catholic, who played two weekends ago. Um against Timber Creek, and they won 34 to nothing. Alex Brown, first start 
where for the case, he's 270 yards rush, um, passing, excuse me, 270 yards passing, had a touchdown. Uh, you know, Portella, great game on the ground, two touchdowns, 139 yards rushing. Casey's again, you know, good team. They won state championship, you know, uh, what, three years? Yeah, three years ago now. It's crazy to think. But um, they have a really good team. Again, they're going to be in the mix. A lot of talent there, a lot of great weapons. Uh, Coach Lange has. So um, RBC number four on, on my list. And at number five, rounding out the top five is Hillsborough, who got a nice 44 to 21 victory over 100 in Central. They had a, they were going to play Thursday night. I was there Friday, uh, Tuesday after morning covering their practice for a season preview story. And, you know, they get hit hard and, you know, they're able to rebound and get a nice victory there on Saturday afternoon. Jay Missouri, great game as, you know, Throwing the football, three touchdowns, 148 yards rushing. Two of those touchdowns he threw went to Thomas Amakwa, who's just a stud. Really good player, really good guy, too, talking to him. Really good kid. Um, had two catches for 72 yards. I mean, had two touchdowns, had 72 yards receiving. Again, he's a playmaker all around for Hillsborough, a FBS1 player there. They got two of them, so with Will Dixon being the other. So, um, Hillsborough, look, they're going to be a really good team. I mentioned, like, North Brunswick. They're going to be a good team in that big central conference that guys a lot of them. So um, watch out for the Raiders. They have expectations for a state championship as well this season. So that's my top five in my top ten. Um, we'll go to my last five, and that starts with Friel Burrow, who they lost a couple guys, but they still got a lot of great talented players. Tyler Olszewski, and also now their quarterback, Kamor Gill, who – had a good game. He caught a touchdown pass for 45 yards on a wide receiver reverse. He caught it out of the back, you know, coming out of the backfield from his quarterback spot. And then he also ran in for the go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter um, for um, for Friel Burrow. Had 30, 134 yards rushing on the night. You know, Friel Burrow, I was at the game. They're down 19-7 to at the half. Jackson Memorial played really well, but – Second half, they just came out. Defense played lights out. Got a big stop on that last drive. Um, Gill got the interception in the game in the end zone for Friel Burrow. So, huge comeback victory for Friel Burrow. It was, again, on the road. So, you know, another Freehold Regional School District team coming back on the road to win a big game, open it, you know, season opener. Uh, big win for them and for Friel Burrow, who started off the year 1-0. They got the Battle of the Duke Friday night against Friel Township. We'll see how that one plays out. I know Frail Township's coming off a tough loss to Middletown North, who looks really good. I, I'm a big fan of Middletown North, actually. They're not in my top 10 spoiler, but they are a good team. Watch out for the Lions this year. Um, at number seven, I got Manalapan. The Braves coming off a great defensive effort, winning 14-6 over St. John Vianney. They have 45-yard touchdown re fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um, got a nice touchdown pass in the third quarter to win the game. Over St. John Vianney, 14 to 6. So big win for them. Um, you know, the Braves, you know, last year, you know, rocky couple the start for them. Um, but they got going at the end of the year. Big win for them this year. We'll see how things turn out as the season goes on. You know, they got teams like Middletown South, some tough competition coming ahead, but that's a big win for Manalpin. They have a bye week this week, and then they faced home that was coming off a nice victory of their own season opener. Last week, so it will be interesting to see there. But um, I got the Braves from now pen number seven on my list at number eight, Old Bridge, who Friday night faces North Brunswick. That's gonna be a great game. 
get sneaks by East Brunswick. 27-24, East Brunswick played a very good game in that game. Um, you know, Oldbridge, you know, Lawrence Hunter, big game on the ground, 150 yards rushing and a touchdown. You know, Owen Hogney, the quarterback, good quarterback, had two touchdowns, another really solid arm there in the big central um, to help Oldbridge as they start off the year 1-0. But um, they got their big test, like I mentioned, with North Brunswick. I believe I'm going to be at that game. That should be a really good one Friday night between those two squads going at. So, um, Oldbridge, the Knights are at number eight on my list. And number nine, another great comeback from season opening night last week. Middletown South, they came back to beat Manisquam 15-12. to 12. Uh, Thomas Schwark had a nice game, um, 83 yards rushing, 130 yards passing, had a touchdown. <laughs> what a comeback from Middletown South. I was trying to follow it on Twitter, just amazing. But uh, big victory for them down there in the swamp. For them, they get you know a nice win to start off the season. So they're 1-0. And then my final team in the top 10 is Edison. I debated, you know, maybe saying – Joseph Matuchin, because the Union is a really dong on good team. But um, I really like what Edison is coming into the season. I don't look at this win against J.P. Stevens as a big thing. I mean, they're undermanned J.P. Stevens, so winning 37 to nothing, I, I don't look at anything like that. I just look at they have a really good junior quarterback in, in, in Matt Yasko, who threw two touchdown passes, and he's got some talented receivers. And uh, Starsberry and Parrott. I mean, there's a lot of talent on this um, Edison roster. The offensive line was a question coming in. Um, we'll see how they do moving forward as they play tougher competition. But um, they have the skill talent and the quarterback to make some big moves. I watched it last year, that epic game between them and Hillsborough to end it. I mean, God, how crazy that game was going back and forth, an offensive explosion between those two squads. You saw a lot of talent, and I, I saw a lot of that from Edison. I really think they're going to be a, a, a force to be reckoned with in the Big Central. They're going to be up there with teams like um, North Brunswick and Old Bridge. I mean, South Brunswick's not that much behind them in the tiers, I would say, as well with the talent they have and the quarterback they have. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. And also Hillsborough, <laughs> you know, in the, in the Big Central. So um, that's my top ten. You know, some other notes. We'll see how things go. Um Moving the force of everything, you know, Jackson Morrow could have been in it if they if they beat Freeborough. That would have been a big win for them. I mentioned pretty high Milltown North. They got a nice win over Freeborough Township to start off the year. They're one and zero. Matawan looks decent this year. You know, we'll see how they do Saturday against Marlboro. I'll be there. So uh, those are some teams I'm you know looking at. You know, maybe some other ones as well. Maybe in the CVC. You know, like Notre Dame. We'll see how how things go there. But that's my. Um, Top 10, Raritan as well. They start things off, you know, so a lot of, listen, a lot of great teams here in Central Jersey in the areas I cover. So um, it's, it's going to be a fun year. I can't wait to cover more games this weekend and everything else. So, um, you know, look out. I'll probably do another podcast in the next week or two on my another top 10 for football. So watch out for that. And also watch out for more stories as I'm going to be writing more about the other sports, boys soccer, girls soccer, volleyball, Field hockey, girls tennis. I'm going to be all over the place. I'm going to try my best. One man crew, man. Got to do what I got to do. But, um, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun covering a nice fall season and everything else. And I'm looking forward to it. I think I got home down mom at the regional boys soccer game, you know, tomorrow if the rain holds off. Hopefully I'll be covering that one. So, um, should be fun to, you know, watch that game and see some good soccer play there. They got a big win mom with regional over, um, Mill down south on Tuesday. So should be fun to watch. So enough of my yabbering. Okay, that's my top 10. 
Let's get to the interview. I know that's why most of you guys are here. You want to listen to Tommy Fallon. And I want to thank Tommy again for coming on the podcast and talking to me. Three-year starter. He's really been on varsity for four years. Just a good kid. And showed his leadership. Showed his quarterback ability in the clutch. As you'll hear a guy that he looks up to and why he wants to be great in the clutch um, in the podcast, in the interview on helping him have a nice start to the season with that comeback video of Thunder River North and helping Bill Coltsnack the last four years, I mean, not doing really well to a team that has a shot at winning a state championship this season. So here you go. Here he is, Coltsnack Cougars senior quarterback, Tommy Fallon. All right, and we're back here on the Bass Interaction Podcast with Tommy Fallon, the quarterback of the Colts Neck Cougars, who you had a hell of a weekend, Tommy. You led Colts Neck from a two-touchdown deficit back to win your season opener 28-21 to over Tom's River North. He threw the game-winning touchdown on a great drive, you engineer, 77-yard drive, I think, what, 14 plays? Yep, Five, 14 so, plays. Yeah, 14 plays. I mean, just talk about it. How do you feel to mass, you know, lead your team on a game-winning drive there in the fourth quarter, lead them in a comeback victory to be a great team like Tom's River um, North. Uh, it was awesome. We went down early. They were a very strong team, strong quarterback. They ran a very good offense. And we made our changes at halftime. And that, that last drive, me and my coach knew it. We had eight minutes left. We knew we had to take all of it up. We didn't want them to give a chance to get them the ball back. And it's all started up front on that last drive. Once we were getting five, six yards a drive, uh, a gain uh, each play, we knew we were good. So you and Manos, you guys knew, you know, hey, we can keep this going. Just run the ball, oh, clutch yeah. throws here and there. Yeah, yeah, the holes were huge, <laughs> wide <laughs> open. Um, I think you were in for eighty-five yards on that drive. Um, well, not on the drive, but in the game. So you had a pretty good game as you know, running the ball too. Mm-hmm. Um. Where does this win rank for you guys? I mean, we talk about expectations. You guys have a lot of them, but this is a huge win for you guys. This is a big win, especially to start off the year. Yeah, it's definitely a huge win. Start out our first game, a division uh, team. We knew we had to go 1-0 to start the season because our tough division, and we ended up doing that, and it was great. Big team win. All right, awesome. So um, before we get into more stuff, you know, Tommy, you know, I was talking to you before. You got a big Tom Brady poster behind you. I do. Um, you know, how did, how does it feel to do something like Tom Brady did? Because he has had a lot of those game-winning t- type of drives in his career. Yeah, he's been my idol since I was little. My dad's a big Patriots fan, and it feels great to do something like he would. Now, how does he do with, you know, Corbett on your team? How does he deal with – <laughs> Giants and Jets fans around. Like, how does he handle that stuff? That's a, you know, how does he do? It? Good question. I don't know. You don't know? Do you guys um? Does Quebec give him anything for it? Have you seen him say no. anything? No. All right. So they're all together. It's it's you know Sundays are a different story, but right now, yeah. You know, <laughs> that, you know Saturday afternoons for you guys and Friday nights as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are together. Um. You know, you said he's your idol. Um, what are some things that you look up to him that have helped you think on the field? Uh, well, his footwork to start with, I always have been looking at that. And then just just his clutch. He's always clutch in the final. And that's what I ended up doing. And me and the team ended up doing on a Friday night. Um, you know, what's the team, you know, that win? How, you know, you've seen the team the last couple of days. I mean, how do you guys feel after that win? What have you seen in practice? What have you just seen from the guys in the locker room? Like, what's the energy like? Oh, we're ecstatic. After that win, the bus ride home, 
loud the whole bus ride, playing music. We're we're loving it. And um, our team's more energetic than ever right now going into – well, we have a bye week this week, but right. then we have Madawan after that. We can't wait for that. Um, you know, I know Madawan's not in your division. Um, you know, what do you, what you guys are going to try to do this week to prepare for them? Yeah, they're not in our division, but we're going to have two games of film on them because they play this week also. So we're, I'm sure our coaches will get us prepared and ready to go. Um, you know, when you play up to this top level of competition and you guys succeed – you must have a lot of confidence right now. I'm yeah, guessing, right? yeah, but we um, can't get too cocky, you know. <laughs> How have you been able to handle that? Because you're a leader, and you told me, you know, during the preseason when you faced Allentown that, you know, as a leader, I'm trying to keep guys focused, and we know we have the talent to win. We know we have this, but we have to stay focused. You know, how have you been able to keep the guys focused? Even with the confidence that you guys have been building, how have you kept them focused on that one goal of uh, going far this year? Yeah, me and uh, the rest of the seniors, we've been through all this. So we know going through, even when you're winning, you still have to stay humble. And we've been telling the younger guys that, stay humble. Don't talk smack on any uh, social media, nothing like that. Just just stay uh, laser focused on the next game. Um, you know, how does it feel, you know, from freshman year, you come in, the team, new coach, new everything. You guys are coming off a down year. Now where you guys are at, I mean, like, what's it like just seeing the progress this program has taken the last four years, becoming one of the tops in the short conference? Oh, it, it's it's definitely been a ride. It, it, it's great. It all started with the senior class my freshman year, though. They they started rolling. It's obviously hard when the first year of a new coach, but after that first year, 8-2, and two, then 7-1 and one last year, and this year we're starting 1-0. Us guys, we're, we're feeling great up in Colts Neck. Um. You know, the goal I know is to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, I know it's it's a long ways away, but, you know, just making the playoffs, what do you think that means for this program? Oh, it, it means a lot because our sophomore year, we did go eight and two, but we did just get shy of the playoffs. So, And then last year, we had a great year, seven and one. But obviously, there was no state playoffs last year. So this year, we're hoping to get there, and we're hoping to have a big run in the playoffs because we've been waiting for it all of our high school career. So. Um, as a quarterback, you've been lucky. You've got some good running backs. You had Barsky last year, Romeo Thomas two years ago. Now you got Manos. You got you got a bunch of guys. Scully, he's yep. now getting oh, some. Man. He's having some good play. I mean, um, what's it like having a backfield like that as a quarterback? How much has it meant to you just to have some of these guys back there that are gonna get almost a hundred yards a game, or just you know, just rock solid backs all the way around. Yeah, it, it honestly, it, it means a lot because with our big offensive line and uh, good running backs, it all starts with the run game with us. It all starts up front with the big men up front. And then also our running backs have been really good, which then opens up the pass game when we need it. So that's that's how we really run. How have you been able to deal with the new guys? Because you got, you got a new cast of characters. You know, yeah. Matt's not there this year. Matt's And Matt was a big part of the offense. What's it been like working with the uh, other guys this year? Oh, it's great. We we have a great receiving core. The young guys, they're getting – I mean, my two touchdown passes on Friday night was the two sophomores, Aiden Diaz and Eric Larero. So it's been great to be able to spread it out, you know, um, have a bunch of different targets around it because last year it was a lot of Scully, obviously. And then this year we're changing it up a little bit. You mentioned that touchdown that Eric to win – You want, that was a touchdown to win the game. I mean, when you rolled out and you found him in – in the end zone, I mean, just talk about that moment. Like, what's going oh. through the head and everything? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a play fake, obviously, play action. So I play action, roll out to the right. It was clear as daylight. 
I, right, right after I threw the ball, I gave a, gave a nice fist pump because I knew it was a touchdown and I knew we were getting in. You knew he was going to catch it, no no doubt about it? No doubt. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, he's a sophomore, so you've got to have a lot of confidence in Eric that he's yeah. going to make that play down there. Yeah, definitely. A lot of confidence in him. Um, you know, it's, you know we're, we're only one game in the year, but you guys, you know, it's a huge victory. You guys are feeling really well. I mean, you know, what the rest of the year, I mean, what are you hoping to just just accomplish for yourself, you know, on the field? You know, goals, you know, just playing your full senior year. I mean, what are just some things you're hoping to enjoy these next I'm just, couple of I'm just hoping to win every game. <laughs> I, that's the goal. Win the next week, Madamon, and then we move on to Donovan. Just focus on the one week, win every week. And the rest will handle itself. I got you. Now, before we let you go, I see you got a baseball um, little. Yes, thing. yes, I do have a baseball. Well, so what are those baseballs? I see you got are those signed baseballs over there. No, those are actually um, yeah, those are my home run baseballs, actually. Home From, run baseball. So yeah. Are, so you so you, I mean, are you gonna play? Are you gonna go after the team? See, this year I, yes, I actually have been thinking about playing my senior year. I played uh, since I was six all the way up to eighth grade. Then my freshman year after I started quarterback, I was like, all right, I need to take the spring, get a lot of training in. But now that uh, it's my senior year, I think I'm going to go back to baseball for a year. I think York would be happy. I, I don't know about <laughs> you. I think you have to put a smile on his face and everything else. But, uh, Tommy, I really appreciate you just coming on for a couple of minutes. Uh, tomorrow's your first day of school, right? It is. So good luck with the start of your senior year. Uh, Thank you. Coach Ahern, and I say hello, and uh, I'll definitely see you down the road this season. Good All luck right, awesome. in two weeks against Madawan. Yep, sounds good. All right, have a great one. Thank you, you too. And thank you again, Tommy, for coming on the podcast to talk about Colts' next huge come-from-behind victory over Tom's River North in their season opener to get the 28-21 to victory, just like his idol, Tom Brady. Tommy Fallon led the Cougars on a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter to get the victory, so congrats to him and the Cougars, and uh, look forward to seeing what the Cougars can do moving forward as they got state championships in their sights um, and making it to the state tournament, at, you know, first off. But um, so we've come to the point where it's time for me to reveal my predictions for the 2021 NFL season, just like I did with the Major League Baseball season back in the spring. I left, I gave out my predictions. Some were spot on, some were not. Um, my Yankees are one of them. <laughs> but um, these are my predictions, and um, you know, you guys all know I'm a Giants fan. It's been a long time coming for a lot of optimism as a Giant fan. You know, the last couple of years have just been bad. Last year you had some hope. They showed some resurgence over Joe under Joe Judge. But, um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of optimism and a lot of hope. There is this year. And a division that is wide open. It is wide open. There is no great team in this division. Washington has a great de- – has a good defense. Really, just a, they have a great <laughs> they have a great defensive line. Their secondary is hit or miss. Their linebackers, I think, are hit or miss and overrated. Why on offense? Offensive line is all right. They they added some skill guys with Samuels, but and they have McLaurin. But is Ryan Fitzpatrick really the guy? I don't think so. You know the Eagles are in turmoil. You know we'll see what Hurts does, but they're in turmoil. 
And then you got the Dallas Cowboys who their season, as we all saw last year, depends on Dak Prescott. Because if Dak Prescott was healthy last year, yes, the Cowboys win to that division. Clear as day. I think everybody knows that. So we'll see how he does. And tomorrow night, that's the big story against the Bucs. See where he's at. All that said, I think the Giants, when you look at this team and you look at everything they have, they are the most complete team out of all of them. They're the most complete team out of all of them. Whether it's on offense with playmakers, quarterback play, and on defense and special teams. They're the more complete team. Defensively, the Giants have a good secondary. You know, Dory Jackson, they added. Hopefully he'll play this weekend, but that's a huge bonus for them. You know, with Logan Ryan, with Jabril Peppers, who they can use as a swift army knight back there. At, maybe they can use him at outside linebacker at times or, you know, all monster package, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, they want to use him as, they can they can do that, Patrick Ryan. You know, and they, Brad Berry on the outside in the corner, who's a number one corner, okay? McKinney, you know, who they drafted last year, I expect to play better this year in his second year, okay? Jordan Love. I mean, we can go down the list, okay? Darion Holmes. I mean, we can go down the list of the players. Even Sam Beal can open up eyes. He has the talent. I mean, we can go down the list. Giants secondary is pretty deep. They have decent linebacking core led by Blake Martinez. And on the defensive line, they need some pass rushers. They need guys to get after the passer. But if Leonard Williams can play like he did last year and continue to showcase what he can do as he's growing into USC Leo, as everyone thinks, and I, I believe he's playing like it, and Dexter Lawrence gets that next big leap in year three and they continue to play well, okay, they are a better complete defense than I think anybody else. I really do. I think, you know, listen, they're rebuilding with the Eagles. Dallas's defense, we'll see what they do under Quinn, but there's a lot of question marks there. And Washington, yes, they, their front four is outstanding. Chase Young is a beast. I am not denying that, but I have question marks on the back end because let's face it, the Giants did beat Washington twice last year, right? And if you can block their front seven – and if you can run against their front seven, like the Bucs did in the playoffs last year, it opens up play-action pass, and you can do some damage against Washington's defense. That said, I'm, I'm going all over the place with, my, in, with this, and it's just predictions. But what I'm trying to get at is the Giants have the roster. They have the team to win the division, and I feel like they are. I am putting my money on Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, to step up in year three. I don't think, you know, it's not, I don't think he's going to be Josh Allen, but he's going to be close. I think he can have a great season. The offensive line, yes, it worries me, but I think as the year goes on, they're going to play better like they did last year, and the Giants are going to be able to make the playoffs at 11-16 and 16 and win the division. I have them winning the NFC East. That's my prediction. I think, you know, Kyle Rudolph's going to be a big help down the red zone for Daniel Jones, help with these turnovers that he does, unfortunately, down there. Hopefully he cleans that up. Tooney, I think, is going to be a nice a welcome addition. They can use him, especially in some end-around packages on the, uh, you know, handoffs to the wide receiver in the backfield that you keep seeing, um, you know, Jason Garrett like to do. I think Sterling Shepard's a good, you know, that, you know, he's a you know, he is basically really the first option, but he's that good, you know, possession wide receiver there in the slot that you need. And, you know, Darius Slayton's a good weapon on the outside. And and I think Kenny Galladay is going to get the best out of Daniel Jones. 
it might not be as big as Plaxico and Eli, but it, it will be up there. And I think the Giants' offense will play well. I think the defense will keep them in games. The offense will help win games down the road as they continue to build confidence and continuity with each other. So that's my prediction. They'll go 11-6 and win the division. That's my prediction. That's what I'm saying. Giants win the division. In the North, and I'll go with my wild cards actually last. I'll go with my wild cards last here in the NFC. We go to the North. Listen, there's one dominant team. It's the Packers. I got them winning the division. Aaron Rodgers last year probably with them. He'll take them to the playoffs. His last road to win a championship with them. If he doesn't, he's, you know, it's Jordan Love's team next year. But um, we'll see what happens. They have the talent. They have a, you know, we'll see how their offensive line does. I know they had some injuries, you know, at the end of last year. We'll see how that goes up. But listen, Aaron Rodgers, top three quarterback in the NFL. The quarterback is a quarterback-driven league. You know, you look at the rest of that division. I don't think Jared Goff's that bad, but the Lions are kind of rebuilding. You know, we don't know what they got in in Chicago with Justin Fields. You know, if you're a Giants fan, you hope you get a high pick next year. Um, and then you got Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. I think Minnesota's in for a tough year. I think they might win only like five or four games. That's my feeling on them. But um, I think the Packers will win, and I think they're going to win the division. They'll win 13 games or something like that. So that's my prediction there. Um, in the South, the reigning champs, the Bucs, they're reloaded. Everyone's back. Everyone's happy. Bruce is happy. Tom's happy. They're going to all be happy because I think, again, it's going to be a weak division this year, the, like the North, the NFC South. Okay, I really don't see any great teams here. I think Carolina will see what they can do with Darnold. Um, you know, I don't think the Falcons are going to be that bad. They have a lot of talent. They always do every year. And I always I always pick them and then they destroy whatever I pick. But um, I think they'll be okay. And the Falcons will win six or seven games. Um, you know, the Saints might win eight or seven games with Jameis. I think Jameis is the right guy to have, and he would be – the, the Saints are going to go nowhere with Drew Brees anyway, all right? Even if Drew Brees stayed, they would have gone nowhere. I think he knew that. I think the whole franchise knew that. He's a great guy, Drew Brees, but his time has come, okay? It's James's team. He should be the guy over Taysom Hill, but I just think their defense is getting older, and I just don't think they're as good as they used to be as a team. I think James can get them seven to eight wins, but that's it, okay? And that's that's what I think. So I think the Bucks will run away with this division, um, you know, people talk about last year, they all oh, they got this little start and they need continuity. I don't know if that much will happen this year. They might, you know, there might be some things they might have to deal with early on, early season groans, but I think the Bucks again, 13-14 win team. I wouldn't be surprised if they get number one seed in the in the NFC this year. That's that's what I feel. So um, I got them winning the South, and we go out west. The best division you can say probably in the NFL is the West, because all four teams can do really well. No doubt about it. All four teams can. Um, the question is with quarterbacks, if you go by what uh, Jordan Ronan thinks, you know, San Francisco, you don't know about their quarterbacks. You know, Garoppolo is going to probably start, but do they go to Trey Lance? Uh, but you know who the other three are. It's Kyler Murray in Arizona. It's, it's Russell Wilson in Seattle. It's Matthew Stafford in L.A. I'm not the biggest Matthew Stafford fan. I think he's a little overrated. Um, he did some great things in Detroit. I'm not, I'm not denying that, but I think he is. But um, I don't think he's as good as what they think. Now, he steps into a better situation than any of these quarterbacks because the Rams got a great defense. They got a good coach, 
And they got an offensive line that can move people. They can run the football. I know they lost their running back acres, but they can just piece together things, the Rams, I think. And they're going to be able, I think, to win this division with what they had. I think they are the more complete team out of them all. And I think Stafford will have a decent, good year. I think he'll, he can be better than Jared Goff, okay? Not that much better, but a little better. And I think he can help them win this division. I got them winning the West. That said, I think you're going to have a big battle there for that top spot. And you might see two teams in from the West, which starts off my wild card. Because I have both the 49ers. Yes, that's right, the 49ers and the Seahawks making the playoffs. I have them both making the playoffs as wild cards. I think, I think the 49ers went healthy. They last should have had so many injuries from the Giants game, from the Jets to the Giants game. They blew the Jets first, but all these injuries, they're going to get Bosa back. They're going to get most of their defensive line back. They're going to get their running game back. They got some good wide receivers. Their offensive line is pretty good. And, you know, Williams, that tack on the left side, they, Trent Williams, they locked him up. I mean, I really think of healthy, they have a complete roster there. And I think whoever is that quarterback, even if it's Garoppolo, remember, he wasn't healthy last year either. I really think the 49ers will make the playoffs this year. I think they're a better team than Arizona. And I honestly think they're probably better than Seattle on paper. I think Seattle, yes, um, they have the best quarterback in that division, Russell Wilson. They got so much talent on offense with Metcalf on the outside. But defensively, I'm a little worried with them. Really a little worried with them. We saw how much of a defense they were not the Legion of Boom or they weren't the defense they used to be in years past with Pete Carroll. We saw that last year, the Giants going in there and beating them, um, the Rams being there during the playoffs. Like, I don't think they're the same, but I think with Russell Wilson and the talent you have, they will help them get in. And I, and I have them on that list because I think Russell Wilson's a top five type of quarterback in the NFL. I really believe in that. So I, that's why I have them in. So I have those both teams going to the playoffs. I think both of them are better than Arizona. No offense to Arizona. I, I like Kyler Murray, um, but – don't like their head coach, you know, Kingsbury. Really don't. I don't. I'm not saying he's a bad dude. I just don't think he's the guy. I think there's still a lot of pieces there that they need to figure out. Their offensive line is still a question mark. All right, still a question mark. They do have the talent on the outside, but they got questions at, at running back. Their defense. They have a lot of skilled players. We'll see what Chandler Jones. I mean, their defense could be elite with the talent they have, but. Can they all get pieced together? What can we get from um, Isaiah Simmons in his second year? I mean, there's a lot of question marks going to that defense. And I know J.J. Watt helps. I'm not saying he doesn't, but he's not the big-time playmaker, defensive MVP he was five years ago. He's just not that dude anymore. Um, I just don't trust that team. And I think they need a new head coach. I think they need a new – I think they just need a new voice. I think they need some new things to take them over the top. I don't think it's their time yet. So um, that's why. So I don't have them making the playoffs. Those are the two teams I have in the West, the Rams. And Rams winning the division, and I have the two wildcard teams, the Seahawks and the 49ers. My other team making the playoffs in the NFC is tough. I have them coming from the NFC East. I debated between these two teams. Here's the thing. I have been a critic of Dak Prescott in the past, but I mentioned – a couple of years ago in that playoff run when they made the playoffs all the way back in what, 20, 2018, 2019 season, he showed me a lot. He showed me he can be a tough big time playmaker and I mean, quarterback. And he did. And I really think he sh was showing that last year before he got hurt. 
I really think you need you need to he I trust Dak Prescott over Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a nice dude, has solid career, all that stuff. But in the big time moments, in big games, he has not come up big a lot. He has in some big moments, but in others it's been the reverse. He has come back down to earth. We saw it with the Jets. We've seen it times in, in Tampa Bay and Miami and all that stuff. I think, yeah, he has a decent team there, but he's just – he's also in his 40s. I just do not think Ryan Fitzpatrick has enough to get the 49 – I think to get Washington into the playoffs. I think Washington will have a good defense. They need a quarterback. They need a guy. If Dwayne Haskins was the right fit and worked out for them, they actually might win this division. If he was the guy, but he's not, he wasn't, he was not the right guy. So at the end of the day, I trust Dak Prescott over Ryan Fitzpatrick. Granted, I should probably trust Ron Rivera over Mark McC- Mike McCarthy, but Mike McCarthy does have a ring on him. You know, and I just think that the Dallas Cowboys have the talent up on offense. And I just think they've revamped that defense a bit. I think they make the playoffs at the end of the day. I really do. They beat up on some teams in the South. They don't have as hard or a schedule as, a, as Washington does. I got Dallas. So that's my NFC. Okay, I got Giants winning the division in the East, Packers in the North, Bucks in the South, Rams in the West, both the Seahawks and the 49ers making the playoffs as a wild card, and Dallas as well. So that's my prediction there. All right, so we'll switch on to the AFC. Um, AFC East. Is going to be a better division than what people think. I think the Jets might win five, six games this year. Probably five, I think. Um, you know, and you got Miami, you got the Patriots, and you got the Bills. I think the Patriots showed you this preseason, really, the, you know, during the offseason with your agency that, you know, they're ready to win it with Bill. And I really think this Patriots team is going to be a good team. And I think they're a playoff team. I really do. And I think Mac Jones can take him there. I really like what I saw from him in college under um, – under Nick Saban and, you know, under Sarge, <laughs> Sark, excuse me, down there in, in, Tal- in uh, Tuscaloosa. So I think he's probably going to be ending up as the best Alabama quarterback out of them all. It's funny to think about. But um, I – him hurts in, in Tua. But um, I really think he helps – he's going to do real big things with the Patriots. Now, I don't think they'll be better than the Bills. It's going to be close. But Josh Allen has such a big – leap and I think Josh Allen's becoming that top you know he's not top five but he's top seven top eight he's up there as a quarterback and and you just saw how much Stefan Diggs made a difference for him their old line is good they have a decent defense I just think they're a better equipped team than um than the Patriots but it's gonna be close but I have the Bills winning the um, AFCs for the second year in a row the North I'm not a big Browns person I'm not a big maker beat Baker Mayfield guy, but he he grew on me last year. I think the Browns as a whole grew on me last year because they did the smart thing. They got better on the offensive line and in the trenches. They did the smart thing. They got better in all those phases, and that's what helped the team win. They are loaded up on defense now with the the addition of Clowney, but, I mean, you know, they are just – on the offensive line, the additions they made last year, they are set there. They are set on the defensive line, okay? They're going to win games in the trenches. They have the ability to do that, okay? 
Miles Garrett is, is is a star as well. That's where they win games. And then, you know, you look on the offensive side, Baker Mayfield has two good running backs he can hand the ball off to, okay, and Chubbs and Kareem Hunt. And then you look at the weapons he has on the outside, not to mention his tight ends. I mean, we can go down the list, and he's going to add OBJ to the mix this year, which could be a blessing and a curse. But I think overall, the Browns are the better team. It showed how good of a team they can be last year. I'm a believer in them now, even though I'm not the realest, hugest fan, I think, especially with Baker. But I think all those things are helping Baker get better. I think he's grown into a leader. He's maturing a bit. Those are things that happen. And I think that's going to help them win the AFC North. I have them winning the AFC North this year, um, beating out the Steelers and the Ravens to do so. In the South, the resurgence of Carson Wentz. That's what I predict down in the AFC South for the Colts. I think Frank Wright's going to be a resurgence for him. Once he gets healthy with the talent he has around him and a good defense, a decent offensive line with some tight ends, this is the perfect fit for Carson Wentz. I said when he got traded there, I think he can be comeback player of the year, technically. I think he can be most improved player of the year, I guess will be a better title. He really can. I think Frank Wright was a big help for him. He saw them in that almost MVP season. He probably would have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt. I just really think Carson Wentz, this is the good spot for him. Indianapolis, I think a perfect city for him. I think they're going to stun some people and win this division. I have them winning the AFC South, a division that, besides the Titans, is very weak. I mean, Jacksonville, we've got to see what they have. I mean, I like Trevor Lawrence, but they're still rebuilding. And then you got the Texans who are in a whole lot of a mess because – who knows what they're going to do with their star, Deshaun Watson, who I love. I love him as a quarterback, not as a person, from what, I'm, from what I've seen, what I've heard, and what we've um, you know seen this last six months with all these allegations against them. But he's, you know, he's probably not going to be on the team. He, who knows if he'll even play this year? They're 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 on a rebuild. They're going nowhere. Okay, and they're they're kind of cleaning house. Um, so we'll see you there. But I think the Colts win the AFC South, the AFC West. I have the Chiefs. I think, again, it's tough to go to the Super Bowl three years in a row and have three great years. We've been seeing that in the NFL. It's really tough to do as a sport. But, you know, they have the best quarterback probably in the league. And they did a great job putting pieces around them this year with making a trade with the Ravens to get an offensive line, a, ca- a good left tackle there. They signed Tooney, who was a great piece and a good offensive line for the Patriots. I mean, they made some nice moves with the Chiefs. And I think even though defensively they might be hit or miss – I don't think they'll be as good as they used to be. Offensively, watch them be a better team running the football this year, better team in, you know, up in the trenches, and I think that's going to help them. And it's going to help keep Patrick Mahomes healthy, help keep him upright, and the guy's a walking playmaker. He showed that, and I just think you know he should do really well in that division. I mean, I like the Chargers. I really do. I think Herbert is good. They got a new coach, but – Maybe next year's his year. I really have to see how he does in his second year. Who knows? It could be that sophomore slump we saw with Daniel. I don't know. But I do like Herbert. I like some of the pieces they have with the Chargers. But maybe they're a year away. And the Broncos and, and, the, and the Raiders are mysteries. The Broncos can have a really good defense if, you know, if Von Miller comes back healthy, Bradley Chubb's healthy. They can be a really good defense. They got Judy on offense. They have a playmaker. But what can Teddy Bridgewater do? We'll see there. I mean, you don't do badly with Carolina, but there's just pieces there we have to watch with with the with Denver. They're a mystery. And then 
Same with the Raiders. I mean, Las Vegas. I mean, who knows what's going to happen there with Gruden and, and Derek Carr and, and everything else. And they had a, they redid their whole defense, um, you know, offensively. Same thing with their old line. I mean, a lot of mysteries there. Um, so it's going to be wa- interesting to watch. As for my wild cards in the AFC, I mentioned the Patriots. I think they get in. In the North, I think the Ravens get in over the Steelers. Yes, Pittsburgh, you're not. I don't have you making the playoffs. I think Big Ben should have just retired. I think I understand why he wants to come back, but I think this is his last ride, and I just don't see the Steelers going anywhere with what they have. I think their offensive line is not as good as in years past. Uh, their defense is not is a is a top ten defense. It's a quality defense, but you know they don't have Dupree. I know he got hurt last year, but you saw how much of a difference in losing him was last year. I mean, they were the worst. What eleven and teams start off the year? Type of team. I just, I just am not a really big believer in the Steelers. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think the Ravens are better. I think Lamar Jackson took a big step, and I just think overall the Ravens are a better team. I have them making the playoffs, and then because of the weak division, I think the Titans will walk in. I don't think the Titans are that great. We saw they couldn't rush the passer last year, um, but listen, they got Julio Jones. It's a big help for them on offense. They can run the football. They have a good offensive line, and they got Derrick Henry. And if he's still upright and healthy, you they can do some big things. Running the football matters. You have to run the football to win. It's a fact. So I just think the Titans will sneak in and, and make the wild card. So there are my three wild cards, the Patriots, the Titans, and the Ravens. So those are my predictions on the NFL 2021 season. We'll see what happens. Um, it's going to be exciting to watch football again. It's going to be excited to, every Sunday to watch it or Thursdays, you know, whenever to watch the NFL again. Best part about fall, that postseason baseball, college football. And then you got all the high school sports I love to cover. So those are all the fun things. So um, that's a wrap for my podcast today. Thank you all for listening to it. Um, I hope all you have a nice weekend, had a nice Labor Day weekend. Enjoy the first weekend in the fall. Um, not well. You know, you know what I mean, you know, past Labor Day weekend and uh, look forward to seeing everybody out on the uh, either the on the Friday Night Lights or on the turf or the grass for soccer and field hockey or, you know, Saturday afternoon football. So um, it should be fun to watch. So uh, thank you all for listening. This is another edition of Bassin Interaction.